everybody. The Sons of Saturday are back with a sun-sung double whammy here. We have Taylor Kasky and we have MC McCarthy here to talk a little Sons of Saturday on the Sons of Saturday. Before we get into that, Pat, we have a hokey haiku submitted by you. No rhyme intended there. And it is brought to you by Main Street Pharmacy. Main Street Pharmacy, free pickup, free delivery, making hand sanitizer for the people. They have toilet paper. They have Lysol. Go on down. They have you covered. Pat, hit us with the hokey haiku, please. Uh, Main Street Pharmacy, those guys, man, they are great people. Free delivery as well. Don't forget the free delivery, Bill. Hokey haiku. No graduation? Watch commencement from laptop. What's up with that, though? Now, ladies, before we get into this interview here, just immediate thoughts on graduation. Last night we heard from Virginia Tech that graduation is going to be simulated virtually. There will be no commencement ceremony, and uh, students are being asked to come back for the North Alabama game on September 26th and have a their own type of graduation thing where they can put on their cap and gown and run through the tunnel. Uh, definitely a little different, very unique, but want to hear your immediate thoughts. You know, the fact that you won't be able to have a graduation ceremony in Lane Stadium uh, in May, at least. Well, for us, it's a little different because we weren't fully expecting on having a graduation because we were ma- hoping to make it to the tournament uh, this upcoming spring, but I feel like Um, We were kind of gypped out of our graduation because that's something you look forward to uh, for four years as a student. And for them to take it away from us and kind of say, we're going to do an online virtual graduation, acting like that would make up for it, (laughs) is not exactly right, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a crazy situation. And I was kind of unsure of what they were going to do to begin with because it is such a huge issue right now that's going on. And I don't think they're in the wrong for trying to not have graduation right now but i think that maybe it would have been nicer if we had just pushed it back like i think that's kind of it with our season two we were just kind of expecting it to be pushed back but everything's just canceling so abruptly so it's a big like change in everyone's lives and i know like when you start going to college the first thing you think about is like you know senior graduation like that's gonna be like the end all be all and like you know, next to, like, your wedding and stuff like that, it's one of the biggest days of your lives, and for us to not have it is just uh, interesting and definitely not something we would expect. Absolutely. So me and Pat, uh, or Pat and I were talking about this earlier. JMU's, I believe it's their president, put out a, uh, a great pres- statement. Is their uh, vice president for student affairs. Vice president for student affairs put out a video, and I think my biggest beef with um, the way that this entire thing was handled was there's not really a right or wrong way to handle it. Um, obviously, you're not going to have commencement in the spring, but it was more so just the two 180-character tweets with the cap and gown picture of basically hey this isn't happening but you can come back in the fall if you want to uh i just thought that we could have done a better job handling this very difficult situation and and emotional situation for students a little bit better um i don't think that it's fair to kind of um get angry at the university for not really having a, a plan uh you can argue that maybe they should have um, held out a little bit and saw if they could have rescheduled it for the summer. But definitely the way that they broke it to students was not um, the what you would like to see. Pat, what did you think? 
Yeah, it was kind of just like dropping a bomb here. Like, hey, how about we do the wait and see approach? Let's, or at least kind of say like, this is why we can't do it over the summer. But there's so much to evaluate here. Like, looking at the JMU way of handling it, their message that they put out, and I'm not here to ever pump the tires of JMU. A lot of people know how I feel about JMU, but um, they handled that situation very well. They were saying, hey, students, like, we care about you. We really are rooting for you and want to make you feel as comfortable as possible knowing that this is such an important event in your lives and we honestly feel just so bad about the situation we're going to do everything we can to make sure that this graduation occurs and kind of leave a little bit of gray area and leave a little bit of hope for the student body there and the way we did it i don't think it was handled very delicately it's like hey you know you're encouraged to come back for a football weekend where hotel prices are you know three hundred dollars a night and you know, you, you got extended family coming in from all over the country. There's international students who have their family, some family members coming to Virginia Tech for the very first time. And just to be able to say, hey, we're going to attach this, attach this to a football weekend. A lot of, believe it or not, a lot of Virginia Tech students don't even like football, and maybe they don't want it associated with that. They just wanted to have their own graduation and get that diploma. Every situation is different, and I just think that, you know, these 2020 graduates who are going to be on the receiving end of a lot of mail and calls and saying, hey, we'd love your financial contributions down the road when you're super successful because you're a Hokie. They might not have the best taste in their mouth from their final impression at Virginia Tech. So I just think that above all else, this is a situation where these are crazy times and some things should be maybe thought out a little bit more or at least uh, presented differently. But anywho... Guys, we're excited to have you on, and we're excited to uh, to hear more about our favorite songs of Saturday. So, let's get into it. Bill, make the introduction here. Winningest class in program history, first and foremost, girls. Congratulations, and that's not even with a full with a full with a full shot at getting all of the games that you could have. So, congratulations on that. Forty wins in your career at Virginia Tech. That is super impressive. We are featuring two. Seniors from the lacrosse team. First and foremost, we have Taylor Kasky, multimedia journalism, former walk-on turned captain on the team. Turned captain. Three-time ACC academic honor roll. Sons of, sons of as studying, sons of scholarship, sons of scholasticism. Ranks fourth in all time in assists at Virginia Tech with 55 and has scored at least once in every game this season. Taylor Kasky, how are you this afternoon or morning? I am great. I'm so excited to be on, you know, huge fan, and I am just really excited to get to speak to the OG Suns. OG Suns. And then we have MC, short for Mary Claire McCarthy. And not the only Maca- not the only M McCarthy on the Suns of Saturday, by the way. Michaela is the other Maca- uh, yes. McCarthy, is that right? <laughs> is the yeah. other McCarthy McCarthy? <laughs> Double McCarthy action. Uh, MC McCarthy, finance major, straight out of the 202, Washington, D.C., uh, from Holy Child. Connolly School of the Holy Child is where she played her high school ball. And uh, MC was having a career year up to this point and uh, you know, scored her first career goal at Elon. So that, was, that was a big moment. MC, how are you doing this morning, afternoon, twilight I'm- hour? Feeling great. Grateful to be on the Suns of Saturday, honestly. Love it. So, 
we kind of want to hear about you know the scope of college recruiting. You know, love to hear about how different it is across all sports because you know we're we're pretty in the weeds on football and basketball recruiting. But talk to us a little bit about. Um, your recruitment MC will have you go first and then Taylor you know it was a lot different with you since you were a walk-on but uh, MC tell us about your recruitment tell us about what stood out about Virginia Tech and how kind of like the nature of uh, girls like women's lacrosse uh, you know fluctuates so I uh, played on a club team back in DC called Capital and I started my recruiting process in about eighth grade I was starting to send emails out to all different school I had put a list together um and my freshman year, I was starting to go on like multiple different visits. Um, and by my sophomore year, I'd received an offer from Virginia Tech and took it about midway through my sophomore year and was full on verbally committed. Signed my doc, my NLI, my senior year. But yeah, it was pretty crazy. Lacrosse recruiting was so early. Um, but I have some sisters at play also. And my youngest sister, Rosie's committed to Dartmouth. And she actually, um, the rule got changed that you can't, um, go on a go on visits until your junior year now, so it's actually been pushed back later. So I had a completely different experience than um, the people younger than I saw. And I'd say that um, what stuck out to me about Virginia Tech was just the school spirit. Every Hokie loves being a Hokie, and I love the big football and the academics and the campus. Just everything about it, I I felt like I fit right in right when I stepped on campus. So that was huge for me. Love that. And then Taylor, talk to us. You know, you're from Fairfax, so you know Northern Virginia, in-state. Love that. But uh, you know, I, I'm assuming you played uh, at the club level as well. Tell us about how you uh, got involved with the tech team. Yeah. So obviously, my story is very different than MC's. Um, I got a later jump on recruiting than most people, which for like lacrosse was only being a junior, and you would think you wouldn't have to even figure things out at that point, but. I didn't really know that those emails we were getting when we were freshmen were real recruiting emails, so I didn't really respond to them. I was not on top of it like she was. Um, I ended up actually committing to George Mason, which is very close to where I'm from. It's pretty much in the same city. And um, I kind of went on my official visit there. So I was committed there for like a year, and I went on my official, and I just realized, I was like, I'm going to be stuck in the same place forever. It didn't really have what I was looking for as far as like culture and you know I always said I wanted big sports and I wanted a great um you know overall sports program so I just a week before everyone signed their NLI so a week before MC would have signed hers I decommitted and I decided that I was done playing lacrosse and I wasn't going to play anymore I I told my parents I was like I'm just so tired of the recruiting process because like she said it's super stressful starts super early and I wasn't a fan of just like constantly putting myself out there to maybe get noticed so I you know I had a pretty good career in high school and my coach after I graduated was like are you really done with lacrosse and I was like I think so she's like well I did send uh the new coach Nima his name's John Sung I think you should go to their camp and just try out if you have any thoughts at all that you might want to play in college and I was like I really don't want to and I'm mad that you did this but I'm gonna go anyway and I went to the camp and I actually have roomed with MC. Um, nice. They put me in the dorm with all the commits. And the second I had, I'd already visited there. So at this point I had already committed to tech for the school itself. So without lacrosse, like already decided I was going there. But then when I started um, hanging out with them and being part of the team and just seeing the culture, I was like, 
yeah, this is something I want to be a part of. And then a week later, John Sun called me and said, this is going to be the hardest thing you're going to do, but you made the team if you want to do it. And I was like, you know what? Count me in. And four years later, I'm, well, I was going strong. It got cut short, but I was going strong, so... Oh, man, that's an unbelievable story. I feel like a uh, pretty unique perspective considering, you know, from walk-on to captain, kind of like a, uh, a Sam Rogers-type story in the football realm. But um, both of you guys, MC, you can go first. What has been your favorite part of Virginia Tech other than your lacrosse experience? Obviously, you, you, you committed for a number of reasons, but what has been, you know, above all, away from the lacrosse world, what's been your favorite part? Well, I'd have to say um, the school part. My parents would kill me if I didn't. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly kind of a nerd in the sense that I love um, listening to my educated professors. Like my professor, I'm a finance major, and so my professors here have taught me so much. And just like hearing their success stories um, in the classroom has been really interesting. But aside from that, I've loved uh, being a fan of Virginia Tech football. Um, our lacrosse team is like we're the type of people that say the whole game, like want to see the players at the end of the game, like are super into love it. Love this, love this. That's been a huge part of my college career. Um, so I'd say that and just like learning from all the educated people on campus here. Um, yeah, so I was just gonna say football. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, I'm a huge fan of my professors and they're all very intelligent people, but I mean, when I think about it, <laughs> I'm going to remember just being together and being a part of something so amazing. I mean, going to football games that register on the Richter scale is something that is, you know, you can't take that away from you. And those are the things that I still remember. You know, I remember my first game and I remember my last game and I just can't even put into words the kind of feeling. I mean, you guys, I mean, probably could put it into better words than I can, but... <laughs> just being there and experiencing everything sometimes you just stop and look around you're like wow I really go to the best place in the entire world and get to watch the best football team in the entire world and it's it humbles you a little bit for sure so definitely just being I always said I wanted the big sports so being able to experience that is something I would not trade for the world that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And thank you for staying for four quarters. That is a big uh, that is a big Suns initiative. So thank you for staying and being loud for four quarters. Um, so let's talk a little bit about like just ACC lacrosse as we get into your careers here. So the scope of ACC lacrosse, who are like the the dominant teams that stick out? Because the ACC, I, 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 from what I understand, is the most competitive um, league there is for women's lacrosse. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so overall, like UNC has always been a powerhouse. They're usually number one or number two. They've won multiple national championships. Uh, the ACC, I don't know the stat exactly that we ended the season, but I think it was something like six teams from the ACC were in the top 25. Wow. Six out of seven. 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 Seven teams. Seven teams. And then seven out of eight teams were. Um, so yeah, they, we had like, I think Syracuse, Notre Dame, and UNC were all in, like, the top five or something like that. So it's always, like, the competition in the ACC is unmatched, and I think that it's always been that way. And when you come here, that's kind of what you're, you know you're getting yourself into because as a kid, you grow up watching these teams. So, I mean, I grew up watching UNC on TV and, uh, you know, all those other things. Tech obviously wasn't as much of a powerhouse, like, in years past. Uh, so 
but we would watch UNC Syracuse all the time when we were growing up. So I think it's just yeah. crazy that we play in the same conferences. Yeah, and even yeah. speaking of powerhouses, BC has been in the national championship for the past what two, three years, two years. Yeah. So like they're just they're just a powerhouse themselves. Like they've been killing it. Um, they didn't have as great of a season this year, but they're also a huge force in NCAA lacrosse. Wow. Well, speaking of that, we wanted to get into this and just talk a little bit about kind of the growth of this program since you both entered, and it's been absolutely unbelievable. So I remember my freshman year, we, um, me, Mike, and we call them the OGs and CJ and everybody, we uh, shared the dorms and hung out with like Kelly Gladhorn, Tristan McGinley, MC Byrne, uh, Brittany, Amanda, um, all of them, they were on the lacrosse team. And we would always go support and just being transparent, we'd always watch them lose, like our freshman year and their sophomore year. Um, to give you an idea, they, they went 6-12 and 12 their freshman year. They were 0-7 in conference. And then our sophomore year, they went 5-13. and 13, They were 0-7 in conference again. And then, hashtag the sung effect comes into, <laughs> comes into the picture. Um, and then in 2017, they had uh, a winning season. They went 11 and 8, won two conference games, which was awesome. And it was a ton of fun. Like, it was just awesome to have been going since freshman year and watch that program grow and the excitement around the program grow. I mean, before you were there, before they were playing games in the Beamer Barn, there'd be like parents and like maybe three other people that would show up to games. And now you've built kind of a reputation where it's cool to go to lacrosse games, which is really awesome. And then. In 2018, the best year in program history, 14 and seven, five ACC wins, an ACC tournament win, and a, uh, and a, uh, a tournament berth in the NCAA's, and a win in the NCAA's. And something that people don't know, which is really really cool, is you got to play at Lane, you got to play at Thompson, and you got to play in uh, the Beamer Barn. So, I mean, just. What was that like to play at Lane? At least in my time at Tech, I know Pat and I were talking about this. I was under the impression that you were the only team to ever play at Lane. You are definitely in my career and probably foreseeable future. We'll have to do some fact-checking on that. But what was that like to be able to run out of the tunnel and, and lace up and play in Lane Stadium? Well, yeah, that was that was huge for us. Um, just being in an atmosphere where we're so used to being in the stands and then actually being able to play there is just so different and we got to play our rivals UVA on our on and um, beat them and beat them on hey the hey you know a, a win over UVA is always a win but doing it in Lane Stadium mm-hmm. was just I, I would say that's one of my favorite college memories just being able to beat the Wahoos or whatever they call themselves um on our <laughs> senior day on our senior senior day our sophomore year yeah um yeah, like I, like she said, I mean, walking out there, I guess you don't realize how big it is until you're standing in, like, Billy and – obviously, Pat, you've been on the field too, but you just don't really realize it until you're standing there that it's huge. And obviously, we don't fill up the entire stands. We filled up one little section, but it was still really, really cool to see. And it, it does just – it adds a different effect to playing there because you're like, all right, the football team plays here and they win here, so we need to take – if we have one opportunity, we're going to make the best of it, and we're going to win here. We were actually supposed to be able to play there for our senior day this year, um, but obviously things fell through. But it is probably one of my favorite games because it was a beautiful day, beautiful win, beautiful and win. <laughs> and just an awesome atmosphere. We had the shirtless men that come to all the uh, soccer games. They came, and they wrote, like, Go VT Lax on their chest. 
I have to give a shout out to the football team because a lot of the football guys come and they're some of our biggest fans as well. Mm-hmm. Terrell Smith is a huge yeah, fan. Huge fan. <laughs> um, when he's when he's not when he's not making TikToks. Yeah, when he oh, when God. he's not killing the TikTok game, he is killing the sideline game for us, and he is really really. Um, what would you say? Just animated. Yeah, he's great, great to have, and it's good to look over and see all the football guys like rowing the boat for us, and they really do bring the hype. So we have to give them that recognition. I would say, yeah. Hokies for Hokies, that's what it's all about. Now, um, the 2020 season, you guys were, you guys were on fire. You guys were ranked in the top 25. Honestly, like you guys were a scoring machine. Like I saw uh, in in three games, you had over 20 goals. Um, Obviously, cut short. You know, the team was seven and three, one and one in conference on a bit of a, a a quick skid. But you guys are going up to BC and we're going to uh, to kick some butt. But just give us a little bit of an an overview of 2020. Talk about some of those highlights because uh, you know this team was on fire. Yeah. Um, so some of our highlights of 2020 was. We um, broke a program record for longest win streak, so that was awesome. Our defense, actually, I'm not sure if you know the stat, but we were one of the top, like, we were first at one point, but we're the top three scoring defenses in the country because um, of the, like, lack of goals we let in on us. So that was also um, an awesome milestone for us. Um, you can take it from here on tack end and what we're doing down there um yeah i'm not really sure i haven't looked too hard into the stats at this point but i know that the attack was off to a great start um we brought in you know we brought in a freshman kayla frank was really helpful um obviously you've seen some things she scored like eight goals in certain games and was really just a key we'd always kind of just needed a little extra oomph in our attack and i feel like this year we were just kind of reaching where we needed to go like we were just hitting our stride um as far as that goes, but our team, I thought, just looked very different compared to this year. We also brought in a new goalie, Angie, and she was really helpful. Um, our starting goalie at the time, Morgan, tore her ACL back in the fall, so we actually brought in Angie from um, retirement. She had never played, or she had played, but she uh, came out of retirement to play for us after two years, so that was another really big um, factor for us, and just being able to have someone step in and create such a huge impact on our team was really important and I am sad it got cut short because I feel like if we had just a little more time we really could have um, surprised some people but you know there's always the next year so for some people mm-hmm. yeah and we were we were also returning besides maybe two or three our team was um, basically like stayed the same like we were returning pretty much everyone like this was supposed to be um a great year for us and to see it get cut short was like extremely heartbreaking for every single one of us especially our seniors i hear you i hear well an unbelievable an unbelievable senior season for both of you um breaking records being awesome and um it was great to watch this program grow and obviously you both played a huge part in laying the groundwork for that um kind of going off of that as well um, how has this program been turned around? John Sung, 
first and foremost, I remember when uh, Coach Sun got there, and everybody gets a kick out of this. He was a he was a bigger dude when he first showed up, and then he must have lost he must have lost seventy five or hundred pounds. I'm trying to get like him. I need to hit him up and get his and his get his <laughs> diet plan because it's been absolutely it's been un, it's been unbelievable the transformation of the program and the transformation of Coach Sung. So, what is his coaching style? Talk to us a little bit about how he came in and what he changed and what led to the success of this program. Right. Well, for one thing, I always see John Sung on the elliptical in the cardio room. So if that, that's step number one. Ooh, I gotta um, get off the couch. <laughs> get off the couch is step number one. Um, so <laughs> I'd say that he came in and immediately laid down the groundwork, laid down the law for us. Uh, I'm not really, I can't really speak on behalf of the people who had the other coach, but I know that they said he was a lot more structured when he came in and he was, he meant business. I know when I came in as a freshman, I had no idea what was really like what to expect. And he just had us run all the time, had us work in our six skills all the time. And if you weren't going into his office to ask him what you can do better, you were doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think that was what helped me the most. And what I'll say from all this is that he has taught me so much and I've grown so much as a player through his coaching because I mean, he doesn't allow you to make excuses. And I think that's one thing that coaches need to be able to have is, you know, be able to strong Andrew and say, hey, you're wrong, so you better sit down and listen to why I'm right. And he was able to just kind of transform the culture in a way where he made people want to play lacrosse because they actually love the team and they love each other and they love the game. And, you, you know, I think what changed it for at least the people who are older than us is they saw what he was doing was producing results for us. I mean, like you pointed out earlier, when he came in, we won some games right off the bat. We beat BC my fresh, our freshman year. Mm-hmm. We beat Notre Dame. So I'm just, I think when you see results, it's easier to follow his path. And he always says, trust the process. And I think when he finally got people to buy into that process is when we started turning things around. Yeah. And I think also a huge part of that was, um, he taught us how to work. Like, we are the hardest working lacrosse team in NCAA lacrosse by far. Like in the fall, like we grind. You guys have to be. You have to be the hardest working team in the ACC. <laughs> like it's it's pretty crazy. Like just, I think as a team, I think he said in the spring semester we put over what three thousand miles in just in the spring semester, just tracking us. Um, but yeah, his coaching style is God. different than I've ever had before. Like he makes you want to work hard he makes practices super competitive we're constantly competing with each other we're constantly pushing each other and we're constantly making each other better and i think that's what really helped me and as taylor said what he's doing is working he's made me from my freshman to my senior year i wasn't starting like taylor my freshman and sophomore year i started starting my junior year through my senior year and just seeing how we've all grown as players has been pretty incredible and he's just him and his assistants are just all great coaches that's awesome and what about the togetherness we've always said the uh we've always said that the lacrosse team has always been like the most fun team the most happy-go-lucky team (laughs) y'all have like a great a great camaraderie a great team just kind of speak to the togetherness of this team and um you guys all work hard and obviously that thrusts you together and you're all just a really close-knit group yeah um i think something super unique about our team is we just love each other so much John Sung always says, he's like, I've never 
had a group of girls that loves each other as much as the girls at Virginia Tech lacrosse do. Just because we all do, we all love being around each other. Even in this time where we haven't had much to do because we have an extended spring break and no sports right now, we're, we're just still always together. Like there's, it's just, we're all, we are, we are all family. It's either like all or nothing. Like we do everything together. We always have each other's backs. Like our alumni are still always super involved. And um, that's what I think makes you Virginia Tech lacrosse culture so unique is because you don't get that everywhere. You don't see that on every sports team is that all, having all these girls that they're just 40 like sisters pretty much and they all love each other so much and will do anything for each other. So I think that's pretty unique about our program. Yeah, and I mean, it sounds like we could definitely be making that up as far as no fights and stuff, but our team is really good about not having drama and just hearing from people from our like on our team now that have transferred in from different places, they've talked about how their programs were not the same and their programs did have that drama and it she MC is exactly right in the fact that we do love each other and we do have such a strong uh, alumni like network that like they're always reaching out to us like just the other week I think I got about three texts from different um, alum just reaching out asking me how I was doing and that's pretty special to still have those connections with people who may have graduated you know two or three years ago that are still very invested in what you're doing and you know, you can't make stuff like that up, and that's just how we, that's how we roll, you know? Yeah. Squaw girls deep. <laughs> it sounds like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys have, you guys have something really good going on, and from the outside looking in, you know, if I'm like, you know, you're a Hokie grad who graduated 20 years ago, and I just look on social media, I'm pulling up the Hokies Lax Instagram account right now. I don't know who runs this page, but they have some really good content there's always a new post that they have over a thousand posts there's always a story up you know you really get your inside look at the team you get your inside look at the culture and like it's just uh it's been really great to see that do you guys know who runs that are you guys uh you know trying to get some clout on your own instagrams actually (laughs) funny because we have a lot of people who have access to that account um we our main guy i would say is carter brown he is our public relations guy, does everything as far as reaching out to other people. We also have people like um, some of our managers have that. I know Joel Smith, he has, he makes some of the GoPro videos. And, you know, even people on our team just will, like, put together the GoPro videos that can go on there, too. Um, we all, I think we all have access to it if we want. But I'd say mainly Carter is probably the person that's putting that. And Hokey Vision, obviously, they are the ones who are putting that stuff together. They're coming to our practices. Uh, John Song's been really on top of, like, having Hokey Vision a lot of our practices, getting us that exposure this mm-hmm. year. I'm a little blown that they canceled the season because the day in the life is going to come out from me, and uh, I'm so excited. But I don't think anyone really cares that much about <laughs> my day in the life. So, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but one goal we are trying to reach is Hokey's Lax needs 10,000 followers. Yeah, so. help the Suns out. Are we if close? Where are we? No, we're not close. We're, we're not we're Six, not close, but you let know. me see 6400 that's not bad not bad so we need to get to 10,000 because there's a lot more you can do on Instagram when you have over 10,000 followers if so you're listening to- right now open your phone go on to Instagram and follow Hokies Lax on Instagram we don't ask you to do a lot I think we've asked for two things we've asked you to give us a review which if you haven't done please do so and if you can head over to the lacrosse Instagram and throw a follow their way and just to give you guys an idea, UVA's page is verified and has 13,000. So uh, 
we need to catch up to UVA because our team our team is better. Let's have a better uh, Instagram following. Yes, exactly. Thank yeah, you. That need that will help us get to our big yeah. goals. So glad we need on. need the help. We all the help we can get. We need that glad, blue check mark. Glad we're on the same page. So I want to talk a little bit about about this abrupt end. So from the beginning of the timeline, and obviously hearts go out to you this is a, a super difficult and and upsetting thing uh but just kind of want to wrap our heads around it and see what people uh other seniors in the ncaa and different sports are going through and what options are available for them so when did you first find out that the season was in jeopardy and how did you find out that the season was indeed coming to a close Ooh, such a touchy subject um so the first that we had heard rumors, but we thought that maybe, and this was a little um, ignorant of us to think that maybe the ACC was above it, but we thought because the ACC was bigger, like maybe it wouldn't happen to us because the first we'd really heard about it was we were playing Brown. So we were mm-hmm. up in Providence and they just found out an hour before we played them that their season was going to get canceled after that game. So we were there when they found that out, and all the we saw all the girls crying. And I think that's when it really started to hit me, because uh, I was like, "Oh, this is real." Like I and I was, you know, I, the Ivies handle things a little differently, so I wasn't sure. But I was like, "Okay, so teams are canceling their season. This is a problem." And then after the game, we went back to the hotel, and just you could tell the way the coaches were kind of acting throughout the next few days. Like they didn't know what was going on, but. They knew something was happening, and then I think we were all we were doing like we were at lunch, and that's when all these teams started dropping out. Pac-12 dropped, uh, Duke dropped out of the ACC. So then we're like, all right, like it's only a matter of time because who are we going to play? Like even if they don't want to drop out, like we aren't going to play anyone. So we found out um, in the hotel in Boston two days before our game, and because of the coronavirus, we actually had flew to uh, Boston, but then we had to drive all the way back and sleep or in a bus, basically, because of that. So that's when we found out. Yeah, so that was all about how we found out, but as of optionality, the NCAA did release a statement saying that this year practically didn't count and that we're all going to get this year back. So since we're seniors, we technically can come back, but not all of us can because, like, I, at least for me, like, I have a job lined up for September. Like, I can't really, like, ditch my circle of life and just, like, come back. It just feels like it was pretty hard this past week for uh, seniors, spring sports, winter sports. These wrestlers couldn't even go to their NCAA tournament and finish out their career correctly. And I know that we just have, like, such unfinished business with something we've committed our whole lives to. So just... This week, we've just been kind of trying to wrap our heads around the fact that um, the season is over and that we do have an extra year, but it's just a matter of time of when all the information is going to get back to us that we can make a decision. So what what have they done or what has been done? So I know you didn't have technically a senior day, but I'm sure that um, you got to spend a lot of time, obviously, with your team on the bus ride from Boston back to Blacksburg. I'm sure that was a very long, <laughs> long bus ride. Um, how have you all been kind of handling these last few weeks? What have you been doing? Where are you? Um, have the, has the coaches done anything for seniors? What, what has gone on these last few days? Yeah, so the, obviously 
I didn't. Say, so we actually found out on the bus ride home. We had gotten our game from BC canceled, and we were on the ride home. So we found out everything on the bus, and this was like a how many hours was that drive? Like thirteen hours. Thirteen hour drive. <laughs> so we had to handle everything kind of fast and in close quarters. And I don't know about you guys, but when something like that happens to me, I kind of wish I was by myself in my room. So we, and you know, the team actually was very good about it. Um, you know, the crying fits pretty much stopped after hour one. And then we were able to just, it was good. Honestly, I wish, like, I was glad that we were together because people made each other feel a lot better. Johnson came and talked to all the seniors on the bus and was just like, I'm going to do everything for you guys that I can. I'm going to, if the fifth year is like a possibility, I'm going to be going and rooting for it and making sure that it happens. So we were finding all this stuff out, like, just throughout this bus ride. Because then my mom texted me going, oh, yeah, this fifth year, like, this is actually going to happen. And then all the stuff is happening. But as far as senior day goes, they did do a little makeshift senior day uh, when we got back. Obviously, it's not the same because we weren't playing a game that day. And that's kind of one of the big parts of a senior day. But they made us our baskets. You know, they customize every basket on the team or for the seniors to different things i'm a big chocolate chip cookie lover so they filled mine with chocolate chip cookies um and we basically just sat around for three hours and seniors sit in the circle and each person on the team tells each senior like what they're going to miss about them so more tears were shed but it was a memorable senior day and just being there with all the people that i love most was really really special to me even if it wasn't my ideal situation yeah and um going off what taylor said this past week so we got back last friday um from boston and this past week we've just been um trying to spend as much time with each other as humanly possible uh while we're supposed to be quarantining there's still not a case in southwest virginia but we've been like just like trying to keep our minds off of everything and we've just been staying active going outside we've never had this much time as athletes here so just we've been picking up different sports. We played kickball yesterday in the baseball stadium. We played soccer. We played soccer. Um, um, we weren't too good at that, but um, MZ does have an injured foot. I at do the have an injury for the first time in my career, <laughs> and that's not playing kickball. So <laughs> my trainer's not too happy with me, but you know we'll get through that. Um, but yeah, just we're just spending as often, as much time as we can with each other while we still kind of can because we're about to go. Probably. I mean, it honestly feels like we're on vacation in Blacksburg. No one's here. So we just have the whole town to ourselves, and we've just been very active. It's forced us to do things we normally things wouldn't have done normally or normally, wouldn't do. normally wouldn't have so, time to do. Yeah, so we're finding the positives in this situation. I think we're doing pretty well. You know, we might go stir-crazy in like two weeks, so check back in with us then. Yeah. Classes start Monday, online classes <laughs> on Zoom. Ooh. Yeah. Zoom yeah. University. I hope you guys check into our online graduation, too. Oh, we will def- we will definitely check in to online graduation 110%. We're actually working on something. If you haven't yet, um, we're actually putting together a really cool uh, video, kind of commemorative video. So y'all both and anyone else listening, shoot us a DM. We're collecting um, a quick video and then putting together something really cool for seniors in the class of 2020. So I uh, would love if you all would participate in that. And also... Um, thank you so much for sharing that. I know that was that was difficult, and this is a really trying time. And 
Um, it's great to see that you all are in high spirits and making the most of this of this situation. And it's cool to hear. I, I you know, obviously you both, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people also aren't sure if they can take advantage of that fifth year. Uh, again, there is no kind of real way to. Uh, or right way or wrong way to for the NCAA to maneuver around this um, since it's such a fluid situation but um, obviously would love to the opportunity for you two to see it through and get another chance at your career so uh, definitely keep us updated in, in what you're doing or what uh, what your next steps are so we're uh, really excited and really rooting for you um, aside from that before we go into rapid fire, Pat has some rapid breaking news. Pat, what is the what is the breaking news that we have? Guys, this is some really important breaking news, and I think uh, I think MC and Taylor are really going to enjoy this. Sharky's Blacksburg alert! This is a Facebook post. Okay. Sharky's is now delivering beer and wine. That's right, beer and wine. <laughs> beer and wine are both available for curbside pickup as well as delivery to the town of Blacksburg and the city of Radford for you Highlanders. Let us bring some wings, ribs, and beer. Is that legal? Wow. Unreal. Yeah. Hey, bring it to New Jersey. Can I Long Island, do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Take it easy. Uh, (laughs) Curbside pickup is also available. Just give us a call and we'll take care of the rest. They have the menu online. And uh, it's where good friends go. So shout out to Sharkies. You know, you got to support local businesses in these times. I think National Takeout Day was two days ago. So, uh, yeah, uh, MC, Taylor, go to Sharkies tonight. It's a great place. Or order. Or order. No, or order. order. Or, no, don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> what, the, what the heck did I just read? All right, Bill, let's hear the rapid fire. We love rapid fire. Rapid fire is one of our favorite things. Um, for the sake of you two not screaming over each other, who wants to go first? I'm going to pick a number between one and two. Okay, we're already go. Okay, so Taylor goes first, and then and then MC, you get to go. First thing that pops into your head. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. Funniest person on the team. MC. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, okay. Who do you think is the funniest? Oh wait, it's me. Yes. Um, <laughs> wait. Oh, oh! I thought you were gonna do her than me. Okay, who's the funniest person on the team? Taylor. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I see how this no. is gonna go. Who is no. the loudest? <laughs> Who is the loudest on the team? Okay, here's the thing. She actually is the loudest. I'm not making this up. But either her or Morgan Berman. I'd say Morgan Berman. Morgan Berman. Okay. Favorite dining hall food? Mac and cheese from West End. Turner okay. Qdoba. Okay, Qdoba. Your go-to cookout milkshake. Cookie dough. Reese's. Okay. Well, you guys, are, you guys are good at this once you settled in. Favorite Sharky's wing flavor? Mild. Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's Tots Tuesday, and you guys are doing a karaoke song. Give me your karaoke song picks. Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Uh, brown-Eyed Girl. Brown-Eyed Girl. Okay. Pre-game playlist song request. Big Booty. Yeah, Big Booty 11. You got all the lacrosse girls have to Big Booty Mix, one hour and 11 minutes. Yes, that is a lacrosse staple. Uh, Game day superstitions, do we have any? Oh, so many. Uh, Oh, boy. She's crazy. Um, Yeah, I have to listen to a certain song every time before I walk into the locker room. And that song is Tiptoeing by Rick Ross. I was about to say, is this a secret song? Okay, Tiptoeing by... (laughs) 
Kipto. Uh, MC, what are your weird list laundry list of... Uh, do you want me to give you the whole thing? Please. I mean, if we're going to do it, we're not going to stick our toe in so, it. So, like, the day before the game, I have to, like, walk down to the other end of the field and, like, walk around the crease and see myself making plays around the crease, or I won't do it, or I won't do it in the game. And so then, also... Yeah, she's crazy. I know. <laughs> also, I have, I have what to... Is, what is the crease? What is that? It's where the goal cage sits. So, like, I'm a defender. Okay. So I picture myself, like turning these girls over near the crease so that I will actually do it tomorrow. <laughs> I also can't step on zeros before any game for like 24 hours before because then I'll, I'll get zero cause turnovers because I can't get goals because I'm a defender. So I can, I'll only get... Unless you're playing Elon. Yeah, unless I'm playing Elon, then I can score goals. Okay. But I will get zero cause turnovers, zero <laughs> if I step on I did zero. not know that. Okay. So you that's one I keep to myself because it's actually crazy. <laughs> And That's then my insane. coaches will tell you I cannot play in sevens the day before a game if it's scout. Um, tell them what sevens is. If it's like seven v sevens. It's like we're playing against each other as a team. We're pretty much scrimmaging. So wait, and you I go can... to coach and say, I, I'm sorry, I can't participate in this drill? If we're, doing, if we're doing scout, yes. But if it's like we're actually doing our wow. defensive sets, like I'll go in. But if You have serious scout, pull. I would... I, well, I can't. Yeah. Problem. Billy, I won't play well the next day if I if I go in there. <laughs> okay. Any, uh, any, any Anything else? Like that will just those are my biggest ones, so we'll just leave it there. Oh, there's a oh okay yeah. Let's stick with your tier one. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's stick with let's stick with the tier ones. Um, <laughs> interesting superstitions. Your late night go to snack. Cookies, chocolate chip cookies. From uh, wait, from campus cookies or the other one? Well, I like to buy my own, but if oh, not, oh. if not, then it's insomnia never campus. Okay. Always. Okay, so Ooh. I have to say Benny's. There's a huge Benny's versus Deepy Doe debate oh. on our lacrosse team, and oh. I am Benny's. Oh, I changed my answer. It's Deepy Doe. What is your guys' answer that right now? Uh, excuse Deepy me. Doe. It's definitely Deepy Doe. We come from a place where there isn't pizza that's just cheese that you throw in a microwave and then say, hey, it's a pizza. It's a really big. No, it's For that's not. And everything's good. Yeah. If you go to Deepy Doe, you have a multitude of options. If you go to if you go to yeah, you get a buffer zone. You get a uh, barbecue chicken zone. Three cups of ranch. Come on, what are we talking? This is non-material. This is not even a question. Go step on some zeros, MC. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> what is your go-to Oasis smoothie? Strawberries, bananas, raspberries, ten gram or ten grams of uh, protein powder, and chia seeds. Wow. I do water, bananas, peaches, mangoes, spinach, chia seeds, and black seeds. That sounds and horrible. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Taylor's. Uh, I'm gonna go with Taylor's smoothie. Um, well, that was gonna be the end of uh, of rapid fire there, but we're going into overtime. We're going to overtime. Pat Finn, take it over. Oh, we're bringing man. in Quincy Patterson for overtime. Come on in, Pat. I love free rapid fire. Uh, okay. Rapid Fire, do you guys enjoy the name Songs of Saturday? Uh, favorite name. I actually, didn't I help come up with Songs of Saturday? Yeah, I was originally going to be, uh, it was originally going to be Sons, so- of- Sons of Sung, and then you were like, Sons that's, you were like, you said that's dumb, it should be Songs <laughs> of Saturday, and I was like, you're right, that is I dumb. I should get 2% commission on every t-shirt. Um, we can just dis- sure. we can discuss we can well, discuss so that at the that end of NCAA, that would be an NCA violation. This <laughs> we are sons of compliance, so we can discuss okay. this at the Fine. end of the athletic uh, the athletic career. So I really thoroughly enjoyed the Sons of Saturday title. 
And so what's up with song. the uh, what's up with the uh, with the with the government? I thoroughly enjoy the songs of Saturday <laughs> night. Billy, I always talk like this. What are you saying? Okay, all right. Next. <laughs> all right, next question. Uh, you guys, you guys are from the D.C. area. Got to hear, you know, your Jiffy Lube Live or Meriwether Post Pavilion. You got any uh, any favorite concert artists that you've seen around there, or like, you know, your go-to? Um, I have been to WMCQ a few times. Um, been to J. Cole. Went to Luke Combs. Was really excited to go to Luke Combs, and I had been given a fake ticket, so. Oh, oh no! So I just turned around and went home. That was and that was my last experience at Jiffy Lube. <laughs> Never yeah. again. Never. Anyone again. who knows me knows my favorite is the Biebs. So whenever Justin Bieber's in town, I'm I'm there. I'm there. I'm front stage. I'm just ride or die Biebs fan. <laughs> Biebs, uh, you guys are gonna get a lot of downtime here. What are your favorite movies that you're looking to plug into over the next few weeks? <laughs> So, MC and I have been really on this horror movie grind. When there's only about six people in Blacksburg, you get to spend a lot of time with each other. So, we have been getting into... I exposed her to the uh, Saw movies. She's a big oh, fan. <laughs> You're sitting in Blacksburg where no one's there watching Saw? That's be horrifying. Yeah, so, we really like these, like, you know, messed up, scary... You like to play games. Yeah. <laughs> So um, we've been looking, searching for more just to, you know, fill that void because we haven't really seen as many lately. But yeah. she's decided that she wants to uh, binge watch all the Saw movies. Yeah. So we've got nothing but time over here. So that's what we're going to be yeah. doing. If you have any recommendations for horror movies, something that won't let me sleep at night, we love those. Yeah. Especially in this apartment alone. I'm just like, <laughs> I just love binge watching the horror movies. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sons of Saw. Um, <laughs> and then... Favorite hobbies outside of lacrosse? Long walks on the beach at night. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We don't really do anything. Oh, games. I play so many games, like card like, games or okay. like board games. No, like it, I have to convince people to play with me, but I always say I want to play a game. And some of my teammates, I'm going to shout out Carly Getz right now. She always plays games with me. So if she's listening, thank you, Carly. For- shout out Carl. Yeah, shout out Carl for both right. of me. Um, my favorite hobbies outside the crossy, I'm always like, oh, my favorite hobbies are cross, but I don't know now. Um, but when I'm home, I love water sports. Like we have a boat, we have a bay house, and we have a boat. And I love like to wakeboard. I love to water ski. When I'm at the beach, I like to surf. So I'd say those are my favorite hobbies. When I can do them, I when I get the chance to do them, I always do. Love that. So we're going to segue into the letters from the lunch pail here. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Great job on Rapid Fire, by the way. Thank you. Over our first overtime session. Good job. That was that was pretty good. I think you guys delivered the win in overtime. Uh, so Grant Watson has the first letter from the lunch pail. Thank you for uh, submitting letters, Grant. Even though you're quarantined. Was it difficult balancing schoolwork and being an athlete? And what did you learn about yourself during the process? MC, go first. You want me to go first? Okay. Um, Yeah, it was extremely difficult balancing schoolwork and being an athlete. But I think that if you're straight up with your professors, they're usually going to want to help you out. They they always are sending me notes on the road. And um, it takes a lot of discipline because you're not – you can't do – 
being an athlete, being a great student and being uh, somebody who goes out all the time. You can't do, you have to choose to. So uh, schoolwork and being student always comes before athlete is what we said. um, I've learned about myself that I work well under pressure when somebody's like expecting a lot out of me. I do do tend to do better. So uh, forming a relationship with my professor is always super important. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely hard, but you kind of know what you're signing up for when you decide to be a student athlete. So you know that's one of the things you're going to have to do. They're really helpful as far as they always, um, you know, student athlete development sets up lots of tutors for us, helps us with job opportunities, stuff like that. So they're really on top of making sure we have our stuff figured out. And I know, like MC said, my professors have been really understanding. I mean, you just hand them the letter and they just know to not ask any questions and to basically help you. So that's definitely probably the hardest part. And like, we will go on trips for like a week at a time. So in college, that obviously can take a toll on your studies. And I'd say that it hasn't affected us too badly, but it definitely can be an issue if you don't stay on top of it. But what I've learned most is, I guess, just how to handle authority and how to be like a good team player. Because after playing on this team for so long, you just kind of pick up things. And everyone always says, like, if you can last four years on any team, then you can probably be pretty successful in your job because you will be faced with a lot of hardships, a lot of struggles. Um, But it's very good with time management. And for me, I'm someone who needs to be pretty structured. So I like being an athlete because I don't have time to just mess around and, like, procrastinate my schoolwork. I mean, now I do. That's going to be a problem. But for like for the most part, <laughs> it's actually pretty good for me to be structured that way. Question from Sam Schauf from Learfield IMG. They merged. What's the best professional experience you've had as a VT student athlete? So I worked with Sam this summer at Learfield IMG. And that was a sports marketing internship that I actually got through student athlete development. So they put on this program called Hokey Lead for any athletes that maybe want to get a job experience in Blacksburg or around the area. So I applied to that just because I was interested in working for that company specifically. And it was definitely like an interesting experience for me because I worked in the summer all alone pretty much. But it was awesome just to see what goes into um different game day activations so if you know you're getting the free foam fingers like that's going through their company if you guys are seeing things go up on the jumbo tron that's also through Deerfield img so i got to sit back and just sit in on meetings and kind of see different um ways that advertisements work in the college world which i had not really noticed before and it really opened my eyes just to what else is out there so definitely an awesome experience for me 10 out of 10 would recommend yeah, the the programs that you get when when you walk into Lane Stadium, those are uh, Learfield IMG as well. And Taylor, I know you have a uh, a video on Hokie Sports that you uh, you talk about the internship program. So if you guys want the inside inside scoop, go check it out. It's on Hokie Sports. Uh, but last question from our guy Diablo fan account. Uh, he says, please ask Taylor who her favorite VT Twitter account is. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think I'm going to have to give it to Diablo Fanatic. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Come on, our podcast and we're not your favorite Twitter account? Respect. We, we have a Twitter account. <laughs> Hold on, guys. You didn't ask me my favorite podcast, okay? Oh, it okay. Be Instagram, which is definitely Sons of Saturday. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, 
you guys are my favorites. But Diablo fan account did make me a meme once uh, after a game. You know, have you, I know you've seen them. And yeah. One. And I've never seen a woman get one before. And it was life-changing for me. Not wow. Kidding. But... <laughs> I don't really have a favorite account. I just love seeing the VT Twitters interact. Um, and she doesn't have a Twitter. If so. it matters, you're my favorite. Sun's <laughs> of Saturday all day. That matters. We got to get you on Twitter, uh, MC. Are you like a TikTok chick? What is like, uh, what is your, what is, what are you doing? Are you on like MySpace or, or Friendster? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm not super Ooh, tech savvy. I'm still not on TikTok, not on Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Follow MC on Snapchat. Um, <laughs> gals, this and has vote been... Vote for the Suns. Vote for the Suns, please, in the David I Cunningham bracket. You've been, been voting for us? I've been voting Every for time. The Suns. I could pull it up You right have now. not been voting for the Suns because you don't have Twitter, MC, but if you would make a Twitter, you could vote for us. So okay, that was... Just to vote for you. Okay, thank you. Please make a buy now. be killing the competition anyway, so I'm not too worried. Ooh, thank you, thank you. Humble brag, oh, humble brag. I don't know. We, I think we gotta we gotta match up against D Kana soon. It's gonna be Ooh. a challenge. Well, isn't he the creator of the bracket? Isn't there yes. a conflict conflict of interest there? That's a big conflict of interest. I th- I don't even know if he should be allowed to be in it. He's gonna win. Ooh, see, I do like his Twitter as well. So we're gonna have to uh, see what happens. Interested, uh, interested to see how that pans out. Um, <laughs> This has been great. Um, again, really, uh, our thoughts go out to you and every athlete that's been affected by this COVID-19. Um, again, hoping that you all get to do uh, whatever you'd like to do or whatever you do go on to do. You'll be super successful and you are both super mature. It's been great talking to you and uh, just getting to hear a little bit about the lacrosse program. So we really appreciate your time this afternoon. And we want to give you the opportunity to do some shout outs. Do you all want to shout out anybody? Do you have any yeah. uh, any 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 Instagrams you'd like to plug? Any any uh, whatever you want to do. This is your this is your time to just go and run and do shout outs. And MC, you're like jumping out of your seat. I'm so Taylor, you can go first. Are you? <laughs> I would like to shout out Meg Bartley. She said it was very important because all the VT Lax alumni listen to Sons of Saturday, and she's like, "I'll be so cool." If you give me a shout out. So Meg Bartley, this one's for you. Shout out All to right, the Meg. VT Lacrosse alumni. Respect. Shout out Meg. I don't really have I've um I don't really have a shout out. I guess just I wanna say hi to the songs and thank you for sitting and listening to a lacrosse episode. Uh, yeah, I feel I like that's pretty that. special if someone listens to a lacrosse episode and wants to know about our lives. But shout out Meg Bartley. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Pat, any closing remarks? Any shout-outs from you? This has been a ton of fun. Shout-out Gibby, Gibby Wilson, our number one intern, and all the songs. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on, guys, especially uh, spending some of your very busy day with us here. Yeah, did disrupt our busy, busy schedule, but you know what? It's I think it was worth it. Enjoy those scary movies, girls. Take care. Thank you. you. Too. Bye. <laughs>